Hello and welcome to the CBGS podcast, brought to you by Aspen Weight. My name is Mr. Drew Jameson <laughs> Ben Armstrong, and I'm sitting in the hot seat again today with Mr. Paul David Waite, because Ben... I'm not sure his middle name. Ben the Usurper. Yeah, Eltham <laughs> is, um, is, is actually a bit poorly today. Um, so, yeah, I'm here with Paul. Try that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, come on, we've got it all now. <laughs> yeah, so I'm back, in, uh, I'm, I'm back here with Paul. Um, how are you, Paul? You okay, mate? See how many people in the world think I'm funny. <laughs> well, that seems quite a lot of people. Thank you. <laughs> Oh, we've all got, we've got all the gizmos nowadays. Yeah, the, the audience this morning are, are, are really lively for uh, eight o'clock. Yeah, we thought we'd kick it off with a punch, you know, just uh, just to get your Fridays going well. Um, how are you, Paul? You okay? You yeah. had a nice week? Yeah, I, I got home from Bridge End Retail Park to my house for an hour and 18 minutes last night, so I'm oh, wow. very pleased with myself. Nice. Yeah, little things that make me happy. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Especially, you know, if you've been out working all day and worked really hard, six, just that little thing six, of getting home a little bit earlier. Start. Yeah. So, so yeah, I can imagine that's uh, that's really that's really nice to get home. And uh, I bet you didn't switch off when you got home, though. I bet you. Uh, I, I did. Bet, I did, had did a, you did you not carry I, on working? I had, I had a glass of whiskey called the English. Oh, nice. And a glass of whiskey called Jura. Ah, Jura. Yes, that's an isle just off um, the Isle of Jura. <laughs> The island isn't off Jura itself. But, uh, it's, it's the Isle of Jura off like Jurassic the, the, the Park. Hebrides. <laughs> oh, wow. Is that a nice one? I've not tried it. I've tried... Whiskies are nice. Oh, yeah. So, actually, I did switch off. Oh, that's good then. Because oh, it, it really feels like we've, um, we've hit the ground running uh, this year with Aspen Weights. Um, like, it's been... It's, as soon as I've got back after Christmas and everything, it seems to just have been like... Like, you know... Yeah, yeah. Lots of things happening. Yeah, that sort of tends to suggest that someone started, so I'd say it didn't end. So No, that's it, yeah. If it was a runner, the runner was running along and he's running faster now than he was yeah. at the end of the year. That's why, That's probably the analogy. He just got a little bit of boost after Christmas. <laughs> bit of boost. <laughs> yeah, so I was going to ask, Paul, um, some, what some of your highlights um, have been uh, coming back into the new, like you said though it's not really stopped so it's just been a, it's, it's been a constant progression for up to from the end of last year into this year but it feels like for me that there's a lot of like new projects happening and um yeah i was just wondering some of your some of your highlights already this year yeah i don't i don't think um anything that's happened this year is um say strategically new or nothing there's nothing that's happened which is different mm. it's just um probably uh a lot you know i sent out a, a, an email earlier in the week um and i was saying in the meeting i was having a project yesterday that probably on my own i've achieved more in 10 working days than a lot of people would be pleased with that for a year mm. You know, um, so it's probably more a case of uh, some some very uh, high level success uh, quite quickly, uh, and probably an, an acceleration of um, clients converting from 
say one or one or two services to a lot more mm. that probably would be the early success story it seems say. like you've had a bit of a relation revelation uh, with that recently in a your revelation a revelation in your attitude towards um uh like like converting clients from just uh a few services to you know the many <laughs> Yeah, well, there's, I think there's, there's a couple of reasons for that, and we we we, we discussed touched this, didn't we? It, yeah, uh, after the podcast yes, last yeah. week. Funnily enough, um, I have an extraordinarily good coach in John Holden, who's the chief executive of Vistar Southwest. A little plug for you there, John. <laughs> um, and um, I think it was uh, two or three coaching sessions ago. Uh, he asked me a very interesting question, and I think one of the things that's good about great people is quite often they say things which actually in itself it's quite a simple simple thought but the consequence of it is immense uh, and and probably you know we're all so busy rushing around getting our hands dirty that sometimes the obvious isn't obvious if that makes sense mm. so he said he asked me a very interesting question he said um, on average you know, so you've got the complete business growth service. So, you know, in theory, you could offer 20 or more, probably, 20 or more services to a client. What would you say the average um, services per client were? Mm, mm. I looked at him and I'm like, well, that's a good question. Mm, mm. <laughs> you know, no one had ever asked me that question before, you know. Um, and uh, so anyway, I said it would be closer to one than two. That was my, right. that would be my, I said, you know, it'd be very difficult to work it out. But I said, uh, we would have probably at least half of all our clients that just used us for R&D. So that's one. Right, okay. You know, you probably would have, I don't know, between 20 and 50 that would use you for 10 things. So mm-hmm. I don't know how many clients we've got. It was funny because I was talking to a new client from London on um, Wednesday uh, and he doesn't know a lot about Aspen weight. So he said to me, um, you know, is, is January a, a busy season for you or are you not really affected by it? I said, why would I not be affected by it? I mean, because, because I'm important. And he said, no, because, you know, you're, you're basically doing R&D tax credits. And I said, you've got to be joking. Mm-hmm. I said, I don't know what the number is, but we must do, as a firm, over 2,000 tax returns. Yeah. Now, bearing in mind that Bridgewater used to do 1,000. You know, we're a lot bigger now. Mm. So, you know, it could be more than that. Yeah. So, anyway. so it's that how, how, how it's that conversion of um, you know the clients that are just uh, receiving R and D like yeah like why is that like why why have they not um, yeah I think the point is, is is you know John what John John's comment did is it made me realise that you know if if one point so I, I guessed I said maybe one point four or something um, you know so we were discussing you know what would what would our business look like if one point four could become two yeah. And I don't think, um, you know, so, so I went away from that meeting with that very obvious thought and uh, it was then shared with the group, you know, the whole group as to that would be a, a wonderful aspiration. And I think um, for whatever reason, since then, but particularly it, 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 it's been growing. So uh, I've probably been behaving like I have now for well, obviously all of this new year and perhaps December, mm-hmm. or not, not even necessarily all of December, 
So what, what's happening now is, apart from the fact that there's a natural conversion, mm-hmm. um, I would say that my attitude has changed. So I probably used to sit in meetings with people and say to them, um, you know, you pick up, you pick up a client uh, for R&D, and then inevitably a period has to go by probably, you know, if you were ambitious, six months, maybe two years. And over that period, the client will actually get to know you. You will have delivered success for them. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then you can start talking to them about other services. So what we used to do is we had like a a telephone questionnaire, which, which Tina mostly policed. So Tina would phone up people after the, you know, allotted amount of time Mm -hmm. and then she would start talking to them about other things that we did right one of the things that's quite amusing actually uh i have um quite big clients such as um dave edwards who's quite a good friend of mine who owns lanelli hall in in wales um and he didn't even know i was a chartered accountant despite me knowing him for quite a long time yeah yeah um I've had lunch with, with, with leading clients who'd said, I didn't know you did accounts, didn't mm. know you did corporate mm. finance, didn't know you did this. So I think um, for whatever reason, so for instance, uh, you know, quite a prestigious new client that's in distress that I spoke to for the first time on the 23rd of December, actually on that very day, I, I said to him, why don't you stop messing around and get yourself a good advisor yeah. Uh, and, and actually picked up all of his work by the 29th of December. Mm. You know, mm. So corporate finance, advisory, R&D, tax, annual accounts, mm. Um, mm. You know, every, every, payroll, I think, everything you could think of. And I think, you know, we were, we were discussing last week, weren't it, you, you, me and Ben, as to why that was. And uh, I think I said to you, it was to do with confidence. And I think you made a very good point that you said... It wasn't just my confidence; it was the whole team. Yeah, so maybe you'd like to in, develop that. Yeah, confidence in the um, all of the services, everything that you can bring, uh, your whole company can bring as a whole. Like everything that you can uh, do, you you trust in that so much that um, it's not just for the reason that you say maybe at the meeting. It's like, why don't you just you know open it up to the whole um, whole range of services that we offer, and you and you're confident that that will. Um, that we'd be able to deliver that to a really high standard to the to the customer to the clients. Yeah, it's it's, it's um, you know, sometimes in 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 life business, uh, and then you know, perhaps if you subdivide business down in this case into marketing, uh, it's 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 not always possible to actually uh, come up with a precise answer. You know, if you go two plus two equals four, you know, mm. but um, although you know, I might be here to say two plus two for it does it. You know, because mm. obviously my answer is two plus two is what you want it to be. That's, <laughs> a, that's always my answer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, sometimes, um, so you know, a very good example. When I, I was talking to a, uh, uh, a uh, an account, a qualified accountant that um, we might get into business with. Right. That's, that's why I was in the area yesterday. So I was, I was saying to the, the, the chap I was talking to yesterday afternoon that um, I picked up a, a client, a fairly prestigious and f- fairly famous client, actually, uh, towards the end of last year that was um, very special for me because the gentleman concerned 
has a big part of my heart from a sporting point of view. Um, for you know, for, for for confidentiality reasons, I probably shouldn't say any more than that. And what was um, quite staggering, actually, was uh, in terms of actual physical time in front of these people, um, I had a two-hour-plus meeting with them, I think in November, maybe October, that Tina was at. And, and to be fair, you know, Tina definitely added... Mm-hmm. You know, Tina at her best is a is is is, is an ad formidable plus. force. No, no, not so much a fiddle. Very lovely, I'd say. So I think they, I think they, um, I think if you were to interview the clients, so there were I think three of them in the first meeting. I think they would have been. Uh, we were not like anything they'd ever seen in the accountancy arena before. Mm. So I think they were surprised by my level of horse racing knowledge. Oh, okay, I'm yeah. Amazed, actually. No, and, your client. <laughs> and uh, also, I think, uh, the warmth, you know, yeah. the warmth of Tina and myself. So it wasn't just the services you were offering, it was it was the way that you come across the warmth and the depth of knowledge yeah. that you showed to that client well, this about is the their point. business. You know, so when we had the second meeting, uh, although it wasn't lunchtime, they had taken the trouble to prepare this really rather lovely buffet oh nice you know really you know i mean it wasn't just like they'd gone down marks and spencers and cut up some sandwiches it was you know good really good stuff you know and you thought oh, that's, that's what a nice thing to do you mm-hmm. know and well, well, I, well how i described it to this chap yesterday was that i'm not sure it's ever been so evident to me in my life before i was i was in what was on the face of it supposed to be a business meeting and, and I was hit by the fact that these people were turning into friends in front of me. Yeah. You know, that's, that's, mm. that's, that's all I can say. The, the, the relationship was, was much more than yeah. uh, client. It had gone into something that was much more mm. approaching friendship. It really seems that things are going that way. Like That, that uh, makes me think about the meeting that I had yesterday with um, all of the social media guys. Mm. And it seems like now you think of a really successful business, a big corporate business uh, that's really high turnover. You think they have this big, uh, you know, social media page and all these hundred thousands of followers and everything like that. And they're doing really well. But actually to to do well on social media now, you need to um, you need to take it down to community level and actually have those create those friendships with the, the the people that you're interacting with. So if you're with a company, if you've got hundreds of thousands of followers, you only you, you could only have a 0.1 um, engagement rate. So even though you've got all those followers, there's not actually anything happening with it because the way that Facebook works and social media works, it needs to show that you're actually having that interaction with the people. So. The way to do it now is to go down at a community level and, and actually make sure you're talking to people on social media. And, and it makes me think about that. So, so you're, you're, you have this opportunity with these new uh, uh, people in business and uh, creating that friendship or creating um, the, the real connection is a really important part of it to be successful. Uh, like um, as, in, as in it's really important to, to create healthy business relationships well, it is, but I don't think it's quite as, as easy as that, is it? I'm no, right. it's not easy, but it's, 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 it's the way to go um, to create fruitful... Yeah, I don't, I don't think. think, for instance, you know, I could run a seminar and say to, to everyone in the room, oh, I'm a clever little chap. Uh, mm. You've all got to go away and become friends with your clients. Mm. Um, I don't think it, it quite works out like that. I, I, I don't really know, you know, as I say, I think sometimes uh, when things happen, you can... 
you can sort of have pointers and have ideas as to why things might be happening, but you can't. You know, sometimes I just sometimes I just think it's um, the chemistry and rapport between individual people, and yeah. you know, maybe um, it, it also comes with things like um, the timing. Mm. You know, maybe so. For instance, um, I had a, 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 a half day meeting with a guy called William Scott. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, ten days ago, uh, and I'm particularly fond of William actually because his name is Scott. Yeah, no, no seriously. Yeah, no, no, yeah. No, same family. Well, you know, so you know, family it, connection. Probably, there. Well, it's some, probably some sort of family connection, not least because one of the Scots um, from Stigursey did go to South Wales and marry a Welsh girl mm. in about 1920, I think it was. Mm. So um, anyway, so you know, I always think it's nice if there's a. <laughs> A sort of a reason other than uh, uh, a getting your hands dirty reason, yeah, to do things, you know. Yeah. Um, that adds, adds adds an element to whatever's happening. That's and what was very interesting is uh, I can't. I certainly can't tell the truth of of the podcast about how this happened. But let's just say um, things happened which led to me saying to him from a very protective point of view, I really do think you need a good accountant. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and I suggested that it ought to be me. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he replied very quickly saying that had been up and most on his mind. Mm-hmm. So he'd already got there on his own. So it just so <clears> happened <throat> that I hit him at the perfect time. Yeah. You know, it couldn't have been better. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you say things to people and they say, oh, you know, I... You know, I might. Yeah, I'm sort of not particularly happy with my accountant or something. But so, so you know, so, so sometimes I think it's a case as well of um, of, of either. Well, I suppose in this case, uh, what I did was I was honest with him. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think he probably knew me well enough to think that I didn't say what I said lightly mm-hmm. in itself. And then I guess it's um, recognizing the opportunity and also being being true to yourself. Honesty. Recognizing the opportunity <laughs> and being true to yourself in the situation, and and, and wanting to help someone. Um, well, I think probably um, being perceived at quite an early time in a relationship that actually you do, they believe you really do want to help them. Yes, mm. and you wouldn't normally, after a few weeks, think that of somebody, would you? Mm. Mm. You know, so it was interesting. The guy I saw yesterday, you know, made some very good points. Actually, he said. Because uh, I was saying to him about, you know, what I considered our, our sort of USPs to be and was saying things like, you know, I could introduce you to any number of people who would back that up. And he said, I don't need to do that. You yeah. He said, Get, getting he said, that trust. He said, I'm not a stupid man. Mm. Uh, I can see from what you've achieved that that must be the case. Yeah. Yeah. Because otherwise you wouldn't be where you are. You wouldn't have been able to do what mm. you've done if that wasn't true, you know. Mm. Yeah, so it gets to that point where we're in the Aspen Waits kind of life cycle where where, where we the, the um, plus 20 years, plus 25 years of experience and building up all of these achievements have has um, you've got that as a backup really to, um, you know, to hold you in good stead. Yeah, I think as well, you know, and, and you, you, you hit this on the head yourself last week. I think... Um, Probably also what's happening is, so if you took yesterday as an example, uh, I didn't create that opportunity. Mm-hmm. I've probably shut the door on it. The door's been open for me. I didn't open okay. the door. That's, impo- that's the important point. So um, going back to your you know, exciting, so uh, 
Tony Morris and I went to Qatar racing. Oh yeah. Um, on Tuesday in, in Hartbury in uh, Gloucestershire, uh, which again is a thrill for me because Qatar racing, probably one of the three biggest outside of the USA, certainly would be one of the three biggest blood stock operations in the world. Um, with literally scores of famous horses and so probably at the stud we went to they there would be more than 100 million pounds of blood wow. stock there you know mm, mm. um but again i didn't what had happened there was uh tony had because tony has a small stud himself uh tony had created the opportunity uh there'd been some resistance in terms of the client not really understanding R&D. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what I was able to do quite quickly, actually, is, is to turn the, the lady we were seeing from and then get it to, yeah, I get it. Mm. Mm. <clears throat> so, so the point is, is that we now have uh, a wonderful team mm. and you have people in that team who have different strengths. Yeah. So it's not... One of the things I used to complain about... Uh, I used to say, you can't expect me to score the goals, save the goals, yeah, yeah. Uh, defend the goals and, and create the goals, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so if, if you like in the football analogy, what I did on Tuesday was I scored the goal. Mm-hmm. Defence defense was in place, the ball had gone for, you know, through the midfield to me, so I'm just having to score the goal. Mm-hmm. So it makes it much easier to do your job at the top level, and therefore probably you're happier... That comes over in in yeah. your communications, you know. Yeah, yeah, you're perfect for that role in that moment, but you haven't had to uh, completely build all of that up to get to that moment. The the, the defenders and the midfielders have, yeah. have kicked the ball, and then you're you're like you say, you've just got to. Because I think yeah, it's where it's like objectivity as well. I think you know, I mean, obviously there are there are. Um, several clients where I get very heavily immersed in the detail. Yeah. And so I would then probably get someone like David Shearer's to read my report. Yeah. Because I'm very conscious that it doesn't matter how brilliant you think you are, nobody is going to produce a brilliant report on their own. Mm. Mm. Because one thing, you know, one tip to, to people listening today is the, the single hardest thing ever, it doesn't matter whether you're writing a song lyric or you're writing a book, or you're writing a technical report, actually starting the process is the hardest thing to do. Yes. So if you're given a script yeah. of 20 pages, oh, it's, totally. it's much I easier totally to take that. that 20 pages and make it better. Yeah. But, but, to but actually, doesn't necessarily mean... When you've got the blank pages in front of you, it's like... <laughs> yeah. yeah. So nobody is going to be able to write 20 pages that is 100 out of 100. Yeah. You know? Maybe, I'm not saying this, maybe if I did it, I could get to 81, <laughs> you know, as a first draft, but mm. still almost certainly, for instance, Paul plus David or David plus Paul will equal 92. Collaboration. Neither David or Paul can get to 92 on their own. Yeah, yeah. And it's understanding that and understanding the, the benefits of that, you know, um, for working with people. Yeah, Definitely. I think yeah. I, lo- I love it when we all get together um, uh, in in the marketing meetings and um, and have brainstorming sessions because it just it's like what you're saying. The outcome that you get with four of you putting your heads together is completely different to if you were just sitting there on your own trying to think of some ideas. And yeah, yeah. One thing one thing's very interesting about Drew is um, 
despite being a relatively young man and having no business experience, he he um, continues to surprise me actually by uh, continually coming up with these incredibly wise observations, which are very helpful for me. You might have noticed, you know. Um, so um, I'm glad you raised that meeting because that's a that's a as, as a good one as a because obviously the, one of the purposes of the podcast is to um, is to is to help the listeners so mm-hmm. that they have you know a better business experience. So one of the things I think we do particularly well, which people probably in my position don't normally do, is I get the benefit of people. And so you'll hear me say things like all the time just opening my mouth and talking about something to another person, even if that person says nothing back to me. Sets the cogs going to it. Uh, uh, you achieve more yeah. than you ever would sat at your desk pushing your pen around. Yes. Um, and one of the things I think that we're very good at, and this would be true of uh, design as well, mm. say me and Carly, for instance, working mm. together, or in this particular case, uh, just to set for the listeners, um, the objective of the meeting was uh, to discuss the format of our new brochure. Mm-hmm. Um, and what was amazingly exciting about this meeting is that actually very quickly, so probably within the first 10% of the meeting, we as a group agreed uh, something incredibly groundbreaking, I think, and exciting that um, I wouldn't have considered even before I walked in the room. Yeah. You know, and I think uh, one of the things that's good that's good about uh, our meetings is you've got, in this case, we had four of us, four very different people. I think one of the things that um, you and I bring to the party, and I would, I would include myself in a comparison with you in, um, in that respect, is you're relatively young. You you don't come from a media or marketing background. I'm much older. Uh, and so, therefore, I have experience, um, but I'm not a trained media marketing person. So mm. I'm, I'm a it's very, very good. I'm business. an incredibly effective marketing person, but it's all based on, um, you know, actually fighting in the trenches. Yes. So when, in this case, so very interestingly, uh, I think it was Ross uh, presented a video brochure idea. Mm which blew my brain away, you know, yeah, I wasn't even really, really cool. sure there was such a thing. <laughs> and because I don't know any better, you know, and I'm not perhaps the most technological person in the world, although I like technology, there's a difference, uh, I suggest things which probably somebody more stereotypically involved in the industry wouldn't think of, because mm. I don't know. I'll say, well, could, could we do this? And mm. Now, the, you know, it could well be everyone's going to laugh at me and go, well, that's, a, that's a completely bonzo idea, you mm. idiot, you know? Mm. But actually, usually it isn't. No, that's it. So we end up as a group of people with a solution, again, none of us would be able to get to on our own. Mm. Mm. We know it, we want it to be innovative and, and, and represent the company, yeah. which is it, like forward thinking and um, groundbreaking ideas. and Disruptive, and, perhaps. Yeah, disruptive. But, and, but you just put that all in a mixing pot. And when you've got those people together, it's you don't know how it's going to look, but mm. it comes out with, with something, yeah, this could really work. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think the, the concept of having um, the ability to, to, to have an individual presenting a brochure through a video mechanism, mm. I think is incredibly positive because uh, so probably my number one marketing tip to people listening, 
uh, which I've got very good at recently. Um, so I think, you know, I, I, Drew would have a better view on this than me, but I think probably in meetings I'd come across as being a very wise man. You know, I'm like the wise man in the room, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's because I've always been very good at when I'm in front of a person, knowing what to say to that person for them to understand what it is I want them to understand. Do you know what I mean? Right. So I, 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 I've, I've found... So, for instance, you know, um, with R&D doubters, I've developed this series of negative questions. Right. So instead of turning around and saying, you've got, you know, a multi-hundred million pound bloodstock, of course you're doing R&D, aren't you? Mm. You say things like, so, of course, every day is the same, isn't it? Mm. Mm. <laughs> every day is the same. You never have any, you know, you, know, you always know what to do. Mm. Of course, you see straight away, they're going this. No. <laughs> so then you say, well, tell me if you... I mean, it's a yeah. completely different way of, 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 of getting people to think. I really like that when we touched on that in the meeting as well, like um, when we were talking about how to get ideas across and um, it questions are a really good way of um making people think in, yeah, in a definitely. way you know i think it's it's really really helpful because you, if um yeah yeah just like that example yeah so my point my point is is that um what 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 happens a lot and say ross as an individual would be very guilty of this in the past is He's a, he, so he is a proper trained marketing person, okay? So he, he thinks along conventional lines. So he would, he would often develop a potential strategy which conflicted with my view because it wasn't what I would call real world. Mm-hmm. I think where, where all of you have got a lot better is that what I encourage everyone to do is to say, well... You, you know, that, that, that brochure you've written there, that content, you wouldn't say that to somebody, so why are you putting it in a brochure? Yeah, yeah. So think about what, what is it you would say to a client mm, mm. and capture that. Yes. You know, one of the things we liked about the video brochure idea was I think it was Kim, Kim Stanton was, was talking about the fact that it was a lot of we, we this, we that, whatever. And, of course, you don't want it to be we, we, we. You want it to be client-facing. You know, mm. what can we do for you? Yes, uh, and I think that an individual uh, being able to present that in a form of words, it makes it much easier to do that than with anything you could write down. Yeah. For instance, you know. Mm, mm. <clears throat> and it's just, it's, it's, it's like the thing about communication, isn't it? Like um, when you can see someone and, um, you know, the whole, the whole body language and all of that stuff, it's, it, it all adds to the message that you're trying to get across. Uh, so I think video is a really great, um, I mean, like we see it everywhere at the moment, like media, and it's why it's so important for us to get into um, media and develop that is because uh, video, a bit, the way that people want to um, ingest information <laughs> is ingest, uh, in yeah. it, yeah, or absorb information, um, especially technology, phones, social media, a lot more of it is um, is, is through video. So... It's a it's a great way because people can see how. Um... Yeah, I think it's, it's, it's interesting because one of the things that has occurred to me listening to you then, as I was thinking about it, is so in in, in essence, this this uh, podcast has sort of turned into tips for effective communication and working. Mm. And and I think um, you know I'm not going to mention any names, but a person I had a bit of a run in with last year that was working with us, um, uh, you know, and I did in a, in a friendly way say to him. 
Aspen Waits' whole approach is based around know your client and you don't know me. Mm. So I'm your client and you're not you're not demonstrating any empathy towards me. In fact, if anything, you're being aggressive towards me. Mm. And if you actually take the root of what caused the problem, right, is I'm a great believer in, uh, so let's say it's a design issue. Um, I say to Carly, can you, can you um, do me a mock-up of a guy standing in a cloud, for instance, like the Christmas magazine? It's literally what happened, right? I see a man putting his hand up towards a star that's in the clouds, uh, that the sky is this sort of colour or whatever. You know, there's probably a ladder around or something. Do me a mock then, then, I, then I go and sit down in front of her, and then we decide together mm-hmm. which bits we like. Mm-hmm. So we say, well, have that discussion. Say the man's the, the man's got to stay. Yeah, the colours right, the clouds in the wrong place or whatever, and then we actually sort it out together real time. Yeah. You know, and in fact, the things um, happen a lot quicker just from that small interaction. I can think of some, you know, really brilliant stuff that we've done in terms of new branding, where mm. as many as four people, perhaps even five, have sat in a room together, and over two hours, we've ended up agreeing, mm. say, a new piece of branding that may have ten separate components. Yeah. What Imagine was, if that was all just emails back and forth. Well, exactly. How long that would take. Well, that's exactly my point. Yeah. And, and the guy that was working for us was basically doing what you've just said. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. I, I can't work like this. Yeah. You know, you send me an idea. I look at it. I don't necessarily like all of it or only like half of it. Yeah. I have to tell you what bit of it I don't like. I then, and I'm doing that by email. You then some point after then it gets that, maybe misinterpreted a week. And, well, maybe. Yeah. You then send me another design a week later. <clears throat> yeah. You know, and, and when I said I can't work like that, it's he not actually, cost effective. He actually got angry with me, didn't he? Mm, mm. You know? Yeah. It, 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 it might seem like more effort or something to get a meeting together and that, but the, the actual, um, what you get out of that is so much more than the bat ping pong. <laughs> yeah, we've discussed this before. I mean, yeah. you know, I think uh, the secret of effective marketing and effective relationship building and uh, winning business uh, can only come from getting off your arse, not mm. sitting behind your desk and talking to as many people as you can in a week. Yeah, yeah. I think that, I think that probably is as simple as that. Because when two people uh, like um, you know meet, you never know what's going to happen, or there could be an intention in that. But but magic always happens when you get two open-minded people together. Well, take you know take the the, the meeting I said where the people turned into friends in front of my eyes. Yeah. How could that happen remotely? Exactly. They wouldn't... So for, I know for a fact that... Um, I can't remember if, if, who, whether I left the room or, or they did, but they were talking to Tina on their own, and they were just saying, we just can't get over how mm. warm and uh, responsive Paul is. We're just not used to that, you know, isn't it lovely sort of thing, you know? And, th- and this was the click thing as well, like bringing it into kind of technology um, with social media, why it's so important to have that engagement with communities as well. So I understand why the social media um, people are trying to push it to more of a community level thing rather than like a one master uh, thing, you know, uh, big page. Um, because... That the, the real things happen when you get people together talking um, and you can offer value through communication or um, interaction. It's quite interesting today, sort of, uh, uh, sort of getting towards the end of our podcast. So probably from my point of view, this is one that we're getting you know, near the end of my podcast life. Um, so I think we've done about 50-something podcasts now, 57 yeah, or something. yeah. 
But you will not be gone, Paul. People will still be able to... <laughs> yeah, no, no, I was going to come on to that. Um, I think it was you, Drew, that um, in, the, in the meeting we had on Tuesday, you, you pointed out that Accountancy Age, I think it was, mm. uh, were, were proudly announcing the fact they started doing podcasts and they were now on Podcast 5. Eight, eight was it? Yeah, eight, yeah. Uh, and, of course, we've done 50-something. So, again, I just, I just, it, 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 it's rather nice, actually, to think that... Um, you know, all these people are, are sitting there presenting themselves as sort of groundbreaking, and we were uh, a year ahead of it. You know, mm. probably probably more. So, uh, st- starting in February, I'm not quite sure when yet. And uh, if if uh, Lord Ben had been here today, he was actually going to present his mm. radio vision plan, us, wasn't he? Mm. So we've been denied that, uh, and I get to talk to you in our revenue instead. So <laughs> it's a considerably worse day than I was going to have. Um, so. In, in February, um, we will Aspenweight Radio will be will be will be formed, and uh, the Aspenweight podcast format will be left in the hands of Drew and Ben, uh, and it will probably be a, a more interview mm-hmm. uh, out on the road type format. Uh, and of course, one of the people that um, Drew and Ben will be talking to will be uh, Andras and Norbert at Social Media Directions. Yeah. So uh, I think in terms of excitement, uh, I'm, I'm really, really looking forward to seeing how their expertise in that arena translates into success for us. Yes, that's for something, sure. That's something that's very really exciting. Very exciting. Mm. Now, that's going to be great. And we're really looking forward. We're going to be yeah, bringing you industry um, thought leaders uh, and different business experts um, the best advice, a bit like it's been with Paul, but just with, with different people on the road. And then... You'll be having your own uh, radio show, Paul, won't you? Yeah, on Fridays. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I'm actually very excited about. I think that. I'm still going to co-host it, or I'm going to te- <laughs> tech for you. Well, so that's, that's, why, that's how I let you in. Yeah. <laughs> so, so one of the things that um, uh, the, the new show is going to contain is uh, an A to Z of pop, an A to Z of pop, yeah, or music. So, uh, I've already got my list up to E. Mm. So, uh, quite looking forward to that. There's one thing I can say to that, Paul. What's that? That's going to be awesome. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so um, the, 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 the music today that we're playing out with is, uh, is an A, actually. So the band's called The Adventurers. Uh, American band, uh, really lovely track. Um, reminds me of my time in California when, wow. I, when I used to work there, uh, driving up the freeway. In Not my... Hotel California then. No. So <laughs> it's, a, it's a lovely track. Um, so it's, it'll probably make the first show's uh, song list as well. Uh, so I thought that would be a, a nice thing to do to play out with today. So it's a very nice uh, song that's got lots of good things going on in it. Nice jangly guitar, nice, nicely sung. Makes and this is The good. Adventurers. Because I haven't actually, adventures, yeah, I haven't actually heard of those. So they, yeah, if if if, 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 if um, our friend Callum was here, he uh, obviously because he's had to grow up with me, so he <laughs> would he would be very familiar with the song, and he likes it a lot. So it's, um, I'm not sure if they had any more than they might have been in England, just a one hit wonder. I suspect. Oh, okay. It's got a really lovely start. Nice. Uh, I know you'll like it. Excellent. Well. Um, that's it from us guys uh thank you very much for listening hope you've enjoyed this and we will catch you next time enjoy this this track to play out with on your friday or whenever you're listening in the bath